Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. We must let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. You may have liked this quote when we shared it on our Instagram page, and we're really excited to open this episode with it because there is a new life in the extended Worthy family. You may remember Nicole Amatoro, our favorite personal growth and love coach, because this is the third time she's been on our show. She is one of your and our favorites, and we are so excited to talk to her after the birth of her new baby. If you've heard her here before, you'll remember that Nicole has three kids with her ex-husband, and that after she found the courage to leave that unfulfilling marriage, she truly created the life she deserves. This episode, she talks to us about how she's feeling at this moment of transition in her life, and she answers all of our nosy questions about her new blended family. Nicole is always so generous with her experiences, and we know that you're enjoying her fresh start as much as we are, so we're so glad to have her back. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so join our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce, to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Nicole. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more. If you have listened to any episode on this podcast, it is probably an episode with Nicole Amatoro because she is really one of our favorite guests and you guys always go crazy for her episodes. And so we're so excited to welcome Nicole back to the podcast. Hello. I'm so happy to be here back up and about after a baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So for people who heard your first episode, you talked about how you were pregnant and you told us what you were going to name your little boy and now he's here. So tell everybody what's going on with you. So he's here. He's almost four. He'll be four weeks on Thursday. Oh my gosh. Already. Yes. It's my fourth child, right? So Uh I have a 19 year old, a 16 year old and a 13 year old. So 13 years later, I'm a mom again to a little peanut. And I literally feel like I've never had a child before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, what do I do again? How do I do the schedule? What does this mean? What does that mean? Like everything is so new to me again, Wow. Um, which is kind of cool because, you know, my boyfriend, it's his first time. So the two of us are kind of going through it, you know, together. It's not like I'm, you know, further ahead than him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm basically very tired. <laughs> I, I don't sleep a lot, <laughs> but everything is great. He's so adorable. And like, I know he's my child, but he's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is really cute. There's really cute pictures of him on Facebook and <laughs> he's you. so, so cute. And I'm so glad that you're here. I mean, I can't imagine like you're four weeks after baby born and on the podcast and it's just incredible. But I think, you know, we had talked about how blended families is a really big thing for our listeners. And beyond that, just sort of 
that belief that you're going to find love again and that your life yeah. is not going to be stuck in this dark moment. And you are so much at this moment of transition in your life. And so we thought it would be so cool to do this episode, sort of looking at you with new baby, with your new love, and sort of what that journey is like for you in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm right in it right now. So you guys get the real raw me, <laughs> not, right. not hindsight. <laughs> right. And speaking of raw, normally when Nicole is on, we just sort of like go for it. I don't show her my questions beforehand because she's just so amazing and we, we have a ton of fun <laughs> together. But this time I have like really personal questions. <laughs> and Nicole looked at these questions before because I wanted to make sure that I could ask her all this stuff without offending her. <laughs> and... <laughs> Of course she agreed. She's so generous with her story and with her perspective. So, Nicole, you're ready for this, right? I'm I'm ready. I'm here. I'm open. <laughs> okay, great. Ask away. All right. So we're going to get started. If you've listened to Nicole, especially on the first episode, and I, I feel like I mention this on every episode because it's one of my favorite pieces of insight that anybody has said on this podcast and on our blog and everywhere. I think it's like such a fresh perspective. You talked about how your kids still love you after you divorced their dad and how when you decided to get a divorce and you were so worried about how it would affect them, you never expected that this would be their answer, but they told you that you modeled self-love and mm -hmm. having sort of like a high bar of what you deserve and modeling that behavior for them. And I just think, yeah. you know, that's like the best ever. So you mentioned that your youngest before Nolan is 13, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So tell us, how old your kids are, how they feel about this new baby, what's going on? Okay. So the funny thing is, is my son is, he's 19, he's going to be 20 in December. Uh -huh. And it's kind of like full circle because that was the age that I was when I had him. Wow. And yeah. And now I'm having a little guy while he's my age that I had him. So it's like so weird. That is so weird. Yeah. Like when I see him like holding him or I'm like, oh my God, that was me. I was a baby. Like I didn't feel like a baby, you know? Yeah. And so my son's 19. He'll be 20 December. My daughter's 16 and my other daughter's 13. So my son's away at college right now. Mm -hmm. So it's just the girls are home with the baby. And, you know, my son absolutely adores him. He's just like enamored by him. And he just keeps saying like, it's just so weird that I'm not there with him. Like Aww. while he's a baby. I know. So I, you know, keep telling him like, we'll just come visit. And as soon as the baby gets a little bit bigger, we'll come there a little bit more, you know, that's why I always say like, don't worry about the how, right? Because uh -huh. in the beginning, like I had no idea like how my kids were going to handle like even like a new man around, you know, mm -hmm. or like how they were going to adjust. And I remember one of the first things that my son said to me, because, you know, my boyfriend is 10, 11 years younger than me. So when I was starting to introduce the fact that like there was somebody else around in the picture, you know, like slowly mm -hmm. like weaned them into it. My, one of the things my son said to me, we remember we were driving in the car and he was like, he was not happy about it at all. And he was like, ma, there's only one thing a 26 year old guy is going to want with you. You have three kids. What does he want with you? Right. So this was, you know, my what 17 year old son, I guess that uh -huh. said this to me. Right. And I was just like, okay, I, I understand where he's coming from, right? So it took him a while to adjust, to even allow him in, right? Because he didn't trust 
that a guy would actually be interested in somebody with three kids and a full family. Yeah. Especially being younger than me, you know? Right. So it's crazy to see like the transition from then to now where like, it's just when they're together, you know, my son and my boyfriend, it's, you know, like a family, it's adorable. Like, and then with the baby integrated into it now, it's, you know, like I kind of just sit back in those moments and I'm just like, like, how did I get here? Right. Like, (laughs) this is what I imagined, but I never saw how it would happen, you know? Right. And the same thing with my daughters. So like my 13 year old was always very like warm towards Gary. Mm -hmm. She's very like intuitive. So I was very, when I first showed her even a picture, she was like, my, I like him. He's, he's a nice guy. I could tell, <laughs> which is like funny. She knew, you know? Yeah. And so she was very welcoming. My other 16 year old, you know, at the time was, I guess, 13 or 14. And she wasn't, wasn't wel- as welcoming at uh-huh. all, you know? Yeah. So now to see when they're home and they're like, we're with the baby and they'll be like, I miss Gary. What time is he coming home? Aww. And then they're talking to the baby and they're like, you know, daddy's going to do this or daddy's going to do that. And in the beginning, they'd be like, what do I call Gary to the baby? Like, am I going to say, like, Gary's coming home? Like, no, you're going to say daddy's coming home. Yeah. So when the baby arrived, it's kind of like everything kind of like fell into place, right? Like, daddy's here or you look like daddy today or it's just so cute to watch. It's not just like they found a way to accept him, but like you are their mother and now you share a child with him. And so they're related to him too. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Like you, you don't picture how is that going to happen but it just naturally happened like it just all fell into place that's so sweet it's really a beautiful thing to watch and I feel very blessed and so they love having this baby around I'm sure and it's like changed the dynamic absolutely and it's funny like you said like it really truly made us a full family do you know what I mean like that one little link that linked us all right You know, like Nolan's like that little link that just really brought it all together. That's so cute. Okay, so now I'm going to ask one of my tough questions. And this is why I prefaced before I started asking you questions (laughs) that these are all approved. So, you know, Nolan has come and he's this new link that has changed the way that your three kids from your first marriage relate to him and things are really different. But... It used to be that you were a family of five with another man. Yep. And when they would think about mom and daddy, they were not thinking about Gary. Right. And <laughs> and <laughs> because you share three kids with your ex, he is still a part of your life in some ways. And we talked a lot about your ex in the first episode that you did with us, and, and you had lovely things to say about him. That episode, I think, was called It's Okay to Want a Divorce. Yeah. You talked about how, like, you had just really outgrown him and you weren't feeling fulfilled, and it was hard because he hadn't really done anything wrong. Right. So, and that's a blessing that you've been able to have this sort of positive relationship with him and be supportive of one another. And now you have a baby with somebody else. So I imagine at some point he found out that there was a baby coming. And how do you tell your ex-husband who you have three kids with that you're having a baby with somebody else? (laughs) So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the exact way that I told him or what I told him. I don't remember. I think it might've been on the phone Uh that we were, we had, we're talking about something. I think I told him. Yeah, it was on the phone because then this is the funniest part. So 
he says to me, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're having another baby. Like, you're crazy, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And then he was like, so wait, how am I related now to this baby? And I was <laughs> like, wait, what? And he was like, well, how am I related? Am I, like, an uncle? Like, what am I? I'm like, are you kidding me? He was completely dead serious. Oh. I was like, I was like, um, you are the father to my child. You're no longer the father to this child. This is a different child. <laughs> <laughs> You're not related at all. But, oh. So in his defense, like what he was, I guess, so like was so baffling to him was like, but my kids are related to this baby, but I'm not. Yeah. Like it's a weird dynamics, right? Like my right. kids you know, are related to this new child that is yours, but I'm not like, it's just weird. It was weird for him to like wrap his head around. Yeah. But that was like the biggest joke. Like they'd be like, Oh my God, how did Mike take it? And I'd be like, he asked how he was related. (laughs) That's not normal. (laughs) That's like a best case scenario. You know, it's it's interesting because we did an episode about like dealing with your ex with uh, Laura Lifshitz and her daughter has a new half brother. And so it's like, her ex-husband has a new baby. Okay, yes. So it's like so the, it's the flip, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. We've never really seen it from that perspective, but it's so true. Like I think a lot of our listeners probably know both sides of that. Like what mm-hmm. it is when your kids have a sibling that you're not related to. Like that's a weird dissonance and that's, you know, that's one of the the things that even in a great situation like you and your ex have, it's still kind of confusing and exactly like dynamics change and like what <laughs> so so confusing but the funny you know the we never talked about this but I went to high school with Laura Lifshitz isn't that funny no that I had no idea <laughs> I know I saw her she was a writer and I was like wait a minute why does that name sound so familiar she was a year like older than me in high school but what are the chances how crazy is that that's really wild we should do an episode with both of you <laughs> I know is that so funny <laughs> yeah so, but yeah, so anyway, um, it was very funny, like, and, and it was nice. Like, he was just like, you know, congratulations, tell Gary. I said, congratulations. You know, I'm happy for him. Yeah. He gets a, a child or whatever. So it was very nice. Very supportive. Exactly. Supportive. Yeah. And then even like when he, you know, when he brought the kids to the hospital when I was delivering or when I, yeah, I was in labor, mm-hmm. he brought my, my daughter to the hospital and he brought her into the gift shop to get me like a gift to bring up and stuff. So thank God we were able to create this dynamics. Right. You know, I I feel very blessed with my divorce. Honestly, it's probably one of the best divorces in history, (laughs) you know, and I know that, you know, but it, you know, it took the two of us to really put the kids first. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not just a blessing. Like, both of the episodes that you've done with us, you talk a lot about, like, it's intentional and it's yes. it's up to you to to create that dynamic. It didn't just happen. No, it was, you know, putting the kids first yeah. foremost. And honestly, like, you know, you, you loved this person at one time, right? Yeah. You cared about this person at one right. time. You know, you still care about the person. You want them to be okay and happy. You know, I guess that's part of it, too. Right. So, you know, one of the things that you have talked to us about in the past is sort of like how your life story is made up of different selves and you carry around all of the different experiences that you've had and you grow and you become different, but those parts of you are still there. And you had this first family and now you are having, I don't know if it's a new family, I don't know if it's a new you. 
you were like a married teacher and now you're like in a new chapter of your life or is this like the same chapter? Like how do you put these two different selves together? I mean, there's so many freaking selves, Audrey, like in the yeah. past in the past five years, I said like the one thing that was consistent in my life in the past five years was nothing but change. Mm. Like nothing but change in the past five years. I mean, every which way from, you know, moving different houses a few times, different schools for even like the kids adjusting, different towns, different career, different boyfriend, like, you know, different life. It was now baby, like there's been nothing but transition. And it was just adjusting constantly to like the new selves, right? So Mm -hmm. one of the things that I learned was what I would always do, and I did this after I quit, you know, teaching was I kept trying to almost get that past self back. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I couldn't be a teacher per se, like I just wanted that self back, like, cause she was really cool and I loved her. <laughs> right. So like, I was like hanging on to her. Right. And uh-huh. I remember being out to breakfast with my boyfriend. This was when I was going through the transition when I quit work mm-hmm. and I started my career and my boyfriend had like a picture of me in his wallet from like, you know, you take school pictures, the teachers got one too. So he carried it in his wallet and he's paying and he knows I was going through like a transition with myself, you know, mm-hmm. and he pulled it out and he's like, look, babe, she's still here. Aww. And I just lost it. I started crying like in the restaurant, like I was a mess. And what I had to learn was like, I almost had to mourn that self mm-hmm. and like thank her for what she provided for me because she got me to where I was today, right? At that moment. Yeah. And allow her to be a part of me now. Like, okay, I have to let you go because I was hanging on. She was hanging on so tightly. But now I have to let you go because now we're in a new self. And you can come because I have part of you always with me. It never goes away, right? Mm-hmm. And integrate it. So going through that was like such a huge help in where I am right now because the same thing, right? My past self basically died, right? Like I'm no longer the self that I was, you know, two months ago. And even her, she was really cool and I loved her, you know, and I got really acquainted with like the pregnant version of me. And then now she had to I had to let her go and thank her and figure out this new me instead of trying to hang on to the old me. Yeah. Which I was doing always. It's it's interesting. It's like this duality of on the one hand like you said, like this one self is dying, but yes. also like it never really goes away. It just becomes yep. like almost part of your psyche or like someplace inside you. But like it reminds me of this idea that like you have to let go of who you were so you can become who you're meant to be. Exactly. So on the one hand, it's true. Like you are living a different life and things are different and you're different, but you just do carry that stuff around with you. And I think when I think about what so many of our listeners are going through and wanting to embrace a fresh start and just sort of like understanding where your past is going to fit into your future and Mm -hmm. whether or not you can carry around pain and trauma and also become your best self. It's like, like I, it sounds from what you're saying, like, well, of course. And like you, you can't really let go of all of it, but it doesn't necessarily define you. Exactly. Like, absolutely. I mean, there's so many selves, right? That Mm -hmm. I'm 40, right? So like, this was my big year of turning 40. And like, think about all the selves I went through. I mean, you know, my selves that like I wasn't proud of. Mm -hmm. And 
I had to always go back and understand who they were. They did the best they could with what they had, right? Always. Mm -hmm. And so many of even my clients or people in my group will be like, oh, I'm so messed up. I can't believe I did that or blah, blah, blah. Like, and they want to beat themselves up, which is the opposite of self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to tell them like, no, meet them where they were, right? Like, yeah. So the same thing, like it's just integrating. They're always a part of you, but you understand them. And once you're able to accept them, instead of resenting them, then you can truly integrate it and bring them with you, right? Where they're not affecting you anymore. Right. So with this whole situation, it's kind of like, okay, who is this new self? Like, I don't know you, you know? Is that how you feel? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, who the hell am I? (laughs) Like, what? as I'm like, I went to the mall the other day and I took out my stroller and I got my coffee from Nordstrom and I'm walking around the mall and I'm like, who, who am I? Like, how did I get here? <laughs> like you're pretending to be a, a woman at the mall with a yeah, baby, but like, that's exactly. also you. <laughs> that's like the way you felt. The funny thing is I moved back to where I basically raised my kids. Right. Mm. So for a while I was living in a different town and it was mm-hmm. new. And then I, we moved back here. We bought a, you know, a house here where I used to live. And as I was driving to the mall that day, I was literally like just passing different places and all the different memories of different times when my kids were little, when I was younger, blah, 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 because that's where I grew up, Right, was all coming back to me. And I just kept getting teary-eyed. I'm like, what is going on? And then even like going to the mall, I used to work in the mall. That was my teenage, you know, with my teenage job. That's where I met my ex-husband. Wow. Yeah. It was like, everything was just kind of like coming back to me. Then I'm looking down at Nolan and I'm like, and I'm looking at me, I'm like, wow, like, wow, like, how did this happen? (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, really what you were saying about, like, carrying around. Also, like, you're literally walking through your past, but, (laughs) like, it's there with you as you're embracing a totally different kind of fresh start, too. So, okay, I think we should take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the selves of Nicole that all four of your kids are going to know. So we'll be right back. Yes. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. We are back with Nicole. And Nicole, we were just talking about your different selves and sort of how you're going through a transition and embracing your own fresh start right now. And I want to talk about how different you are now than when you had your first three kids and what that's like for you. So like now, you know, you are an amazing coach. I'm sure that it fills you with confidence knowing that you're helping so many women and so many Mm -hmm. women turn to you for advice. And you already talked about how you were 19 when you had your, your first and, you know, you didn't feel like a baby, but in retrospect, maybe you were a baby and, you know, life is so different now. So looking back and thinking about how your kid's must see you like how does that make you feel seeing my kids adjusted Mm -hmm. and seeing who they are 
makes me feel like somehow along the lines in all of my shit, I did a pretty damn good job. (laughs) And because with them, I was figuring so much of me out, right? Right. So having my son so young and then, you know, even my daughters, like I was done having three kids by the time I was 26, right? So that's like really, it's, you know, very young, especially for today. And in that time, my God, it was like all of my triggers, right, were shining through and like figuring out me. And I was, you know, in therapy for different things and learning about myself and growing and in school full time. They watched me finish school, get my bachelor's in teaching, you know, in education, psychology. Then they watched me get my master's in holistic health. They basically were part of my whole entire me. Yeah, like your your whole adult life. Yes, absolutely. So it's kind of interesting now to see like who is this next version that Nolan has. Right. You know, because it's crazy. Like my kids basically helped raise me, right? In the sense yeah. like they went through my transformation as I was a baby, right? I was 19, my God. Like, and they were part of it all. So we grew together as a family and I'm curious now, like, who's this next person, you know, who's this next, like Nikki Nicole that like Nolan now has as his mommy. And well, do you think that Nolan will know the same Nicole that your other three kids grew up with? That's such a good question. I got chills when you asked me that. Um, Will he know the same? I mean, he'll know the part of me that basically became that, but he's not going to know the part of me that created that, right? Yeah, right. And maybe that's just something really special that you'll share with the three big ones. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, you know, I'm sure that Nolan will watch me go through, you know, more transformation in a different, in a different way. Yeah. I mean, the first episode that you did with us, we talked a lot about sort of having the courage to to make different decisions for yourself. And and you really shared so much about how that was a struggle for you and the ways that you sort of actualized that in your life. And I think now you help other women do that and take their big step and have the confidence to create the yeah. life that they really want for themselves. And it's interesting to think that he will see you living that life and not yes. – not wanting it or making the decision to go for it. And I'm curious, you know, we've talked a lot about, especially when you're, when you're little, but it's true your whole life that your experiences and the things that you're exposed to and the way that people look at you shapes your own perceptions about yourself and about the world. Yeah. And I want to know if you, knowing that you have this little boy who's going to grow up seeing you as this successful coach who is inspiring people and who, you know, is living in her self-worth and inspiring others to do the same. How does that make you feel? It's so funny. So I always said to myself when I would have Nolan before, you know, because he was just, he was a thought before, right? So Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, I want to be in this place where I'm like established, right? I'm not struggling anymore. Where before my story was that I had to struggle to get to the top always and everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I did was like, kind of like release the struggle. Like it doesn't, I don't have to struggle anymore to get where I want to be. Right. Yeah. 
So I had said like when I have Nolan, I wanted to, I want to be in a place where like I can give him the world and I, I'm not struggling anymore to get to where I need to be. And, and I kind of left it in the hands of the universe because when I got pregnant, I wasn't necessarily a hundred percent there yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of said like, okay, if, if he's coming to me now, everything else must be coming to me too, you know, because yeah. I had put in my order and so I'm curious to see, you know, where, where I am when I, when I have him. So the other day, Nolan has this like funny, his funny like cowlick on his head, right. On the uh-huh. back of his hairline. And my boyfriend is like fascinated. He already wants to give him like a haircut and I'm, I have to talk him out of giving me a haircut. Oh He's like God. very <laughs> obsessed with his hair. Right. It's Cause he was born with a full head of hair. So he says to me the other day, he was like, look, he actually has two cowlicks. Like one goes in one direction, the other one goes the other one, because the kid, the baby always has just his hair sticking up in the back. <laughs> so the point of the story is that my boyfriend Googled it because he wanted to say, I don't know why he Googled it, honestly. <laughs> He's trying to figure out how to do a fade on a calic. I really don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> he was like, do you know, it says in, I think it was like in ancient Japanese culture, like the two ca- double calic is like a crown. It's like somebody oh. that's like very special in a crown. So like I said to myself, and I keep saying this, there's something very special about him. They're special about all of my children, of course, but there's something different with, with like Nolan. And I'm not quite sure yet where I fit into that or where he fits into that or where it all fits in. But I know that part of where I'm going, there's big things ahead and he's part of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I see a bigger picture, like with, you know, my book being out there and, you know, my business really going to where I see it going mm-hmm. and him seeing that version and being a part of that version of that mom. Yeah. You know, on the last episode that we did together, you talked about Jerry Maguire. Yes. And remind me what the line is about, like, you complete me or something. Yeah. Yep. I actually just saw it the other day. It was on TV. Oh, that's so funny. That's the yep. universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. And it was, she said, you complete me to him. Uh-huh. And you didn't like that, right? No. Okay. So this was not on my list of questions, Nicole. And if it's too much, okay. we'll take it out. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked about how when things kind of fall into place for you, it's not like you meet someone and then like they complete you and the movie's over and life is perfect. Like you are very much in a perfect moment right now. Right. And for our listeners who are maybe not there and are working towards it, how do you stand in a perfect moment and look forward to the whole realm of possibilities that awaits you and Nolan? And Gary and your three kids from your first marriage. And like, what kind of thing would you say to one of your clients about if somebody was feeling fear about things falling apart or or how to move forward, knowing that life is full of ups and downs when you're on such an up? Right. So that's funny you're asking because that's something I struggle with personally. Mm. Exactly that. My whole life, I was always basically scared to have everything going for me and being as, you know, great as it could be because I was always scared that it could get taken away. Mm-hmm. And this is something that actually my coach taught me. And it was when you're so scared of things falling apart, right, and you're not allowing yourself to fully enjoy it, 
you're just basically scared that you can't handle whatever comes your way, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that you've handled so much already, what are you really scared of? You can yeah. handle anything that comes your way. And me anchoring in that and trying to really believe it, right, mm-hmm. in the beginning isn't always easy. But that's where I've learned to enjoy the beauty where before it used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, okay, this is amazing. Like, feel it, right? Don't be scared of it. Like, feel it. Look at the beauty in it. Instead of looking at all of the what what could go wrong, it's like, what if? So that's another thing she's taught me, my coach, is, you know, looking at the what ifs ahead of the road. Like, instead of what could go wrong, right? So when your mind goes to, like, all the things you're scared of. Uh Uh-huh turn it around and flip it into all the things that could happen, all the beauty that could come to you. Like what if, what if, you know, you put a book and it's a bestseller? What yeah. if, you know, my business just skyrocketed and I'm helping, you know, more and more women all around the world in different avenues, in different ways. Right. You know, what if my kids, as they grow up, they have their own family, we get together all the time for dinners and like start going through the what ifs of the beauty Instead of what ifs of what could go wrong. Yeah. I think there's so much to be said for what you mentioned before about like knowing that you can get through it. That might be like the biggest difference between this mommy Nicole and mommy Nicole the first round. That like you you have survived hardships and you know that you can handle it. What an amazing example to set for your son. Right. Yes. Uh, For all of them, right? For Mm -hmm. all – Right. All four of my children have seen that. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, Jesus, like, you know, all you have in the moment is truly faith. Yeah. That's really all you have in the moment when you are so, everything is so ambiguous and you don't know, like as a divorced woman, right? Like, and you're just, this is new territory for you and you're taking those final steps. You have no clue what the future holds. And that's why so many women stay because Knowing the pain is more comfortable than right. knowing all the what ifs that could go wrong where they don't know. So right. they stay in what they know, even if it's not what they what makes them happy. Yeah. Fear of what else could go wrong instead of having faith in what could go right. Yeah. And also, you know, it's funny. It's a lot of fear of what could go right. Because when you, when you have your own issues with like self-worth, right? And Mm -hmm. getting things. And if you're somebody that doesn't get what you want normally, right? You've never gotten really what you wanted in life. The idea of getting what you want will scare the shit out of you because it doesn't, it's not your norm. So you'll stay in something that is comfortable because it's what you know, rather than going after and changing that story of, no, my name is Nicole and I get what I want instead of my name is Nicole, and I settle for less than because I can't get what I want. Oh, I want someone to make me a sign for my room that says, my name is Audrey, and I get what I want. Yes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I I literally, those are affirmations that I would literally write, you know, and I had yeah. to start to believe it because that was part of it, even dating, you yeah. know, it's like just settling because you don't, you're not used to getting what you want. Like, no, I get what I want. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person who settles for less than what I want and just like saying it until it's true. Yeah. Believing it until it's true and then playing out all the different scenarios in your mind of like what that would look like and feeling those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. 
and getting into the feel of what it feels like to get what you want and to go after what you want and then not letting yourself settle even in small areas, right? You know, even if it's like going to the mall, let's say, and you're choosing between two tops and one's on sale and the other one isn't, but you like the other one better and normally you just get the other one because at least you're getting a new top. It's like, no, at least I'm getting a new top and I'm going to get the one I want. And right. it's, so it's like doing the things in the little areas first before it becomes true in the big picture. Yeah. So part of it is just in those moments, you just have faith that somehow, some way <laughs> it's going to work out and it's going to get me to my next version yeah. of me who does get what they want. You know, it's interesting. I think so, so many of us can relate to this with things that we've we've had experience with maybe like moving forward in your career or, you know, doing something that you didn't know you could. Once you take that first jump, it's so much easier to have faith in yourself. And yes. maybe that's one of the new things that, you know, your current self is fully realized and, and just really believing in yourself, which is such an amazing thing. And one of the reasons I love having you on the podcast so much is because I think, you are so relatable and our audience can listen to your story and it helps them believe in themselves too. Aw, I love that. Well, I'm I'm just so glad that, you know, we, we really are like seeing so much of your life in the three episodes you've done with us. It's really great. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm basically naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's something, you know, we had Vicki Ziegler on a few weeks ago and that's her, that's her big thing is let's get naked and just oh, be like totally so honest. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I did the episode in her apartment with her and I was like, we're not really getting naked, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's true. When you have that kind of faith in yourself, it's a lot easier to be honest and be confident and move forward and enjoy the ups, knowing that there are going to be downs coming, but you are going to be able to handle them. Right, exactly. And you know, the, the biggest thing that I see with so many women that are looking, that want a divorce, but are scared to go after it is they don't trust themselves, mm -hmm. right? So how do I know I'm not basically fucking up my life, right? right? And how do I know I'm making the right decision? What if I, what if I make the wrong decision? And as you make these decisions and you go after the things you want, you start to have faith in yourself and your trust in your own decision, you know, making abilities. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me is I started to learn now to really trust my journey, trust myself, trust right. what it is I want, even if I don't understand why. Right. So one of the things that we have talked about, and I think we mentioned it even in this episode, is, is this idea that you carry around your little girl with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything that you've been through is with you. And, you know, in some ways you control how much of that is a part of every day of your life. And I think that's a lot of what you do as a coach. You you help people love parts of them that they don't love yet. Yes. So you've got your little girl and I'm wondering, you must be exhausted. So I don't know mm -hmm. if you're able to have visitors so much when you're so tired, but has your little girl visited recently? <laughs> Are you in touch with, with the little girl inside you? Yes, absolutely. Always. Mm -hmm. she's She's always with me. I'm always comforting her, right? And mm -hmm. she may not always be so little. So yeah. for me, right, like right now, my little girl that I basically was feeling and working through wasn't so little. It was actually like 
my 20 something year old self that just had a baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and was navigating through life. Right. And that's the self that came through the most through all this being in labor. Yeah. You know, seeing my son with my, with my new son, that's the little person within me that needed to feel like she was, you know, that I was proud of her and that she was loved and, you know, she was so scared and I was, she was so brave doing all the things that she was doing and raising a family and buying a house all at 20 years old, you know, like crazy. And she's the one that needed the most from me right now, which is crazy. So your little girl is always with you, right? But Mm -hmm. she's not always so little. Yeah. Do you have a sense right now that your previous selves who have really gone through some struggles, especially as it comes to family and living life for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like like your past selves are proud of what's going on with you right now? What is it like having this moment, knowing what you've been through? Yeah, so it's funny. They're kind of like, so that's why she did what she did. Like, <laughs> there's the future self, right, that we kept yeah. picturing. And she finally stepped into that future self. So like I always tell the people in my group, and this is the way I see life, is that it's all happening right now out there already. Like everything Mm -hmm. that you want is already there. You know, you're creating it, but what you're really doing is getting in alignment with it, right? It's like you're finding it more than creating it. Exactly. You're stepping into it, right? So like, Mm -hmm. that's why I always have like my clients or people in my group do like these future self meditations when they can't picture like where their life is going. Because Uh it helps them to see and to feel like who she is, what she feels like, the confidence, what did she accomplish, blah, blah, blah. So the funniest part of it right now, I stepped into that future self that I pictured, you know, a few years ago. Right. With with the baby, because I always knew that he was coming some way, somehow. I didn't really know. It didn't make sense to me at the time, you know. Yeah. But I always felt him there. And, you know, just kind of picture this self of mine. And now all I did was I kind of picture like just stepping into her, right? So I stepped into her when she was already out there doing her thing. Mm-hmm. But I, this is the path that I chose and I stepped into her. So like all the things that you want, and this is for like everybody listening, right? So mm-hmm. you're going, for, you know, you're in the midst of a divorce or you got divorced and you can't picture the man that, you know, you're going to love again or, you know, you can't picture the new life you're going to have. And it's already there. So it's already happening. You're out there in different pieces doing your thing in different ways. So depending on which path you choose, you know, you turn right, you're in this self. You turn left, you might be in that self. You go Mm -hmm. straight and make a left, you're in another self. So it's kind of just like there is no wrong path. Yeah. And it's whatever self you decide to step into is the path that you're supposed to be in and on. So there's never going to be any wrong choice or any wrong way. It's all where you're always supposed to be and it's already happening. So it's just a matter of you catching up to it and stepping into it. Yeah. Like really embracing it and letting it happen for yourself. Yeah. And like, it's all there. So there's nothing that you can't catch up to or accomplish. Mm -hmm. So now I have one of my favorite questions to ask you. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So you have talked to us quite a bit about signs from the universe. And you talked about how like you knew your son was coming and here he is. And so now like 
how is the universe, Nicole? Are you getting signs? What are you asking the universe for now? Catch me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my my signs are all still always there. They're whether they're in feathers, whether they're in numbers, whether they're in you know different weird coincidences mm-hmm. that I come across. They're always happening. And the more alignment I am in with myself, the more I see them. So mm-hmm. like when I first had the baby and, you know, I had a lot of different emotions and I had a lot of different fears in the beginning and I was a little bit more out of alignment, right? So once mm-hmm. I got myself back into alignment, you know, I did my meditation, different meditations, even if they're quick, like in the shower or whatever, and I get myself back into a flow, my signs show up again, right? So it's a matter of just getting into alignment again, if you feel like you've fallen off track. Okay. And so for me, what I'm asking for the universe, right? So the next things I guess for me would be so many different ones, right? But <laughs> my book, I really like to get out there. It's been in the works for about two years uh-huh. and it needs to just, it needs to be in people's hands. So that's like one of the things I'd say a marriage is probably next. Yeah. So working on Working on the wedding and all those details would be the next one of the next big things coming. Uh-huh. What else? What else are my oh and, uh, building a house right? So uh-huh. a new house. That's one of the next things on the list. And just more growth within myself. Honestly, I'm kind of just like, all right. Well, where is this all now taking me? That's awesome. What am I supposed to learn? Where am I going? Who am I becoming? <laughs> Yeah. You're really at such a moment of so many good things and it's so beautiful to witness it for you and to watch you witness it yourself and to sort of think about, you know, what could be next, what other good things are coming your way. And, you know, of course we wish you so many warm wishes and we're so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. And before we let you go, Nicole... I want to know what wisdom you can share with our listeners from New Babyland. And then I also want to know how you embrace self-love when you're not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that is challenging. <laughs> um, from New Babyland, what wisdom do I have? It's kind of like what I've learned is like day by day, literally, uh-huh. you know, moment by moment. And I look at him so differently now than I did like when I had kids young in the sense Mm -hmm. that, you know, I go back to (laughs) inner child, right? So they say like, let him cry, let let him cry it out. Like he's got, you know, he'll learn, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, well, I can't do that. Like now his little inner child is going to be like (laughs) getting all these messages that is going to, you know, like mess with him as as oh, an infant, you know. That is so funny. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? So it kind of screwed me in a sense. Because... Yeah, you're gonna need to like check in with a child psychologist <laughs> to like find a limit that you're comfortable with. <laughs> you could really screw him up by making sure he's only getting positive messages all the time, right? Like exactly. like worrying about his inner child for the rest of his life with every like. <laughs> Like the bottles not working properly. Oh my, that's exhausting. Yes, it's so exhausting. So I've had to find a balance between like, okay, here's your inner child, but I'm also like the boss, right? Like I'm the mom. (laughs) You are the universe right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So 
like it's been like that balance of figuring it out. But so it's all about, I would say like balance right now and, and me navigating and learning my way. And, you know, maybe I'll have more words of wisdom in, you know, a couple of months when I've kind of mastered it myself, but I'm still navigating through it. Well, we'll definitely have you back on and check in on your journey. And then what about like, we did like a whole episode on self-love together. Yes. And we talked about, you know, of course, like one of the hardest things I think, especially for women is we have this need to take care of other people and it can be really hard to stop and take care of yourself. And we're always encouraging women to do that. And a newborn is like, sort of a different situation (laughs) because this is like a being that is really completely reliant on you. And if you're not going to put the baby first, like the baby's in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Then then you're screwing up his whole inner child. (laughs) But but like also not the inner child, like literally like the baby needs to eat. The baby (laughs) needs you to like support its head. Like the baby cannot take care of itself (laughs) at all. Like the baby does need to come first, but how do you also put yourself first? Like what is the wisdom there? Yeah. So It's definitely challenging, right, in the midst of it all. But for me, like self-love looks like right now honoring where I am, right? So Mm -hmm. if it's a day that I've had a challenging day, Mm -hmm. then it's honoring where I am in that moment when my boyfriend comes home. If I need to take a hot shower and be to myself for an hour, allowing myself to have that time, right? So a hot shower with essential oils, and like my music on in the background is like to me self-love right now and just giving myself that hour during the week. Like my, my mom came and, you know, I was able to leave and go for Maddie and Petty. So it's giving myself whatever I need in the moment to just basically like rev up my engine again. Right. Because mm-hmm. I need to be able to go. Yeah, you got to charge your battery. Yeah. That's what he needs right now. Right. So yeah, it's putting me first a lot less in the sense than I'm used to, you know? Right. But it's still allowing me to recharge my battery. And, you know, and here's the thing, like journaling, right? I can't just come in my room anymore and like give myself, you know, an hour or so to journal. It's just, I don't have that anymore right now. Yeah. So it's like while he's sleeping, I'm on my phone in my notes section, writing out what I'm feeling, you know, or yeah. You know, when I'm parked in the middle of the mall, I remember like this would ha- happen. He was in the back seat sleeping in his car seat and I journaled it out in my note section what I was feeling as I was driving. Like not I didn't yeah. journal as I was driving. I was stopped. <laughs> right. Parked. <laughs> parked. Yeah. Clarification. Yeah. <laughs> really <clarify> <laughs> so it's kind of like just taking those moments that are just little breathers yeah. and giving them to myself. Yeah. No, that's really important. It's good. And I think maybe we'll wait like four months or something. Yes. And then we can have a, a nice article on the worthy blog. That's like how my newborn taught me to take time for self-love or something yes. like that. <laughs> like that, you know, that's the most extreme of like, somebody needs you right now. Somebody needs you right now. And you've probably got several years of that. And that's an adjustment. <laughs> exactly. And right now what I've become okay with is that I'm his bitch right now. Like I'm his bitch. <laughs> that's it. You know, like I am at his beck and call right now. And that's that's what he needs. And that's okay right now. Yeah. We'll check back in with you about that. Because, you know, a lot of our listeners have small children and it's a struggle. And I think, you know, some of our older listeners have parents who are sick, who 
the relationship kind of like shifts and they need you all the time and they need your attention. And so like, that's a, that's an important balance. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that you teach us so beautifully is that life is really a journey and you're never done trying and you're never done learning and growing and, I'm so glad that we got to share this moment, you know, yep. four weeks into to baby Nolan's life. Yes. And I remember you telling us his name on the first episode you did with us. Yes. So it's just, it's really great to be able to share this with you and to share it with our listeners. And I'm so excited to see what's next for you and, and to keep learning from your story. So thank you again for being on. Thank you so much for having me. And as you as you see, I don't I don't have all the answers right now, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's also reassuring for our listeners who feel, you know, it's so easy to feel lost when you're at moments of transition in your life and you don't yeah. need to know where you're going and you don't need to have the answers. Exactly. And that's honoring where I'm at and that's right. where I am with this. So I'm happy to be raw and vulnerable with all of you. And I always, always love doing the show with you, Audrey. So like anytime, any moment I'm there. Yeah. Well, I already, I warned you, I'm going to take you up on it anytime (laughs) someone cancels on me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll have you back soon and thank you again. I know there's a baby waiting for you, so we'll let you go. I guess, what are you, what's going on right now with your coaching? If people want to start working with you is, can they? Yes, absolutely. So I just started opening back up my sessions. There's always one-on-one coaching. There's also, right now I just launched my group coaching program that will start mid-November. It's called S&M. It's Seduction and Manifestation. And what that is, is basically bringing love into your life, allowing yourself to love again, opening Mm -hmm. yourself up, stepping into your feminine energy, having lots of fun with that goddess that is within you and bringing her back out again. So that will be four weeks starting November 20th. And then there's also a group mastermind that I am also launching, which is a more cost-effective way also to work with me instead of one-on-one where it'll Mm -hmm. be in a group atmosphere, right? And we're all, you know, working and, and helping each other, which is going to be super amazing. And I can't wait to start that in the next weeks. And that is all online, right? So wherever our listeners live, they can work with you. Yep, absolutely. My business is all online. So it's I work with women all over the world. More online solutions. We love it. (laughs) Yes. Or do really quick what I want to offer the listeners too, which I always forget to mention, but it's actually like my most amazing program I have and it's free is my five-day unhealthy love detox. That is literally life-changing. I don't know why every episode I keep forgetting to mention (laughs) it. So what it is, is in five days, you will literally uncover why you've attracted what you have attracted in your life. Mm. Whether that be in your past relationship that, you know, from your divorce, relationships as you're dating, whatever that is for you or looks like, you'll understand why you've done it, why you've attracted it as it was happening for you. And you'll start to see that you gain your power back because now you realize just as you created that in the past, you are now going to create something different. It's literally life-changing for so many women. So I want to make sure I put that out there to everyone to join the five-day unhealthy love detox. All right. And we will 
make all of this available. If you go to worthy.com slash podcast, you'll be able to find this episode and find links to all of Nicole's stuff. And you can also find Nicole in our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce. Yes. You know, Nicole's one of our favorite people. So we promise to make her easy to find for you because we know (laughs) how much she means to all of you also. All right. So now I know there's a baby waiting for you for real. So I'm really going to let you go. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. And we'll have you back soon. Bye. Thanks again to Nicole for joining us and to all of you for listening. We wanted to remind you guys to join our Facebook group, Worthy Women and Divorce. We are so blown away by the conversations going on in this group, and we want to make sure you're a part of what's shaping the topics we feature here. It's a great way to interact with our blog and learn more about our platform, so we hope to see you there soon. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you wanna sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com podcast to learn more.